Hey there, Fade-In listeners. This is your host, Tess Pelicano. Here in part two of my interview with Dave and Roger, we'll finish our discussion of CFW's latest production, Have You Tried? I think our problem is optimism and hope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't Because think, we yeah. continue to think things are going to work oh, out. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Don't what could go wrong? This is Tess Pelicano from the Connecticut Filmmakers Workshop, and you're listening to Fade In, recorded under the Baobab Tree at Baobab Tree Studios. In three, two, one, action. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> okay. So uh, now we're going to find out what exactly happened on these crazy three days of production over the course of three weeks? Four weeks? Three, I guess. Three? Yeah, three. Four, three? Yep. Felt, it felt like more. But yeah. It felt like oh God, yes. we, need, we need a break. Yep. That's what it feels like. <laughs> 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 this is a therapy session to deal with these feelings. <laughs> Where's my stress ball? I need my stress ball. Right <laughs> Day one was uh, at the Belvedere mm-hmm. Bar and Restaurant. Longest time I ever spent in a bar yep. without <laughs> having a drink. Very impressive, Roger. It's impressive really you good. didn't start drinking during. We should have started <laughs> drinking. <laughs> it, was, it was tempting. Yeah. But uh, the man in the bar, Tony Sciarra, mm-hmm. in the Belvedere, uh, people started showing up <laughs> just before 11.30. <laughs> we were not done. There were knocks on the door. I'm like, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> knocks on the covered black door because it was glass. We had to cover the glass. 10 o'clock in the morning, people are knocking on the door to I'm get in like, the bar. what? And the funny thing is, I didn't know the bar was open at 11 or 11.30. 11, yeah, 11, yeah. I thought it was 1 o'clock and the restaurant was open earlier. Well, yeah. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. And the people in the kitchen are oh. all... They don't speak English, which was funny because next time we need to bring someone who speaks Polish. <laughs> you know, Christian's helpful for the Eastern European yeah, communication, yep, but he's yep. Slovakian, yeah, which is not us. Polish. So we have to find a Slovakian <laughs> restaurant next time. People started coming in. We weren't wrapped. Yeah, yeah. But that wasn't... It was the kitchen noise was the, the biggest problem. Noise oh, here's, here's one note about shooting, uh, filming in a bar. There are a lot of refrigerators, uh, refrigerators around uh, the perimeter of yes. the bar, and that was probably the single greatest headache. However, um, I think all that extraneous noise will, will be clean, can be cleaned up, uh, believe yeah. it or not. But we have, must have unplugged 15 coolers yes. by the time we were done. And, and we don't want them to know and that. And though, we, hope, <laughs> we hope we plug them all back in. I so. hope so. <laughs> oh, I made sure. It's like, Danny, make sure that one, that one. I mean, we went around looking for all the plugs to all their uh, coolers and oh, refrigerators. So somebody got a warm beer and a warm Stella it in might that be bar. The Connecticut it, Filmmakers might be, workshop. it might be our fault. It might be fault. our fault. <laughs> one thing we did use to mitigate some of that sound was putting moving blankets over the, um, the over coolers, the f- coolers, and yeah. it actually helped mitigate some of the the more problematic refrigerators or coolers. Mm-hmm. It helped sort of lower that uh, the the drone of the the fan, the uh, what do you call it, the refrigerant fan yeah. or whatever, yeah. so the AC fan, something like that. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty easy. But then day two uh, was our um, Work Point Stanford office shoot and the Ballard Park in Ridgefield on (laughs) the same day and uh, work point that was the not the first time we had all been in a men's bathroom together. No, that's it right. Truly <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> first yes. time Ellie Smokler had been. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, I want to think at one quick note about Ellie. Ellie, she Smokler. came up with some really really great ideas uh, 
when we were in the bathroom. And um, <laughs> that sounded weird. There's nothing you can say right now no, that's going to not have no, two, no. three, four, five but, meetings. Uh, by mm-hmm. the way, Ellie was really great on the fly coming up with ideas and things like that. She, so I want to give a plug out to her. Yeah, she was, really she, was she was a great actress. She, yep. you know, there weren't, she had a, a lot of lines initially um, in the office space area, but then when we got to the bathroom, it was, I think it was all pantomime, right? Yeah, right, yeah, You right. know, and she was like so down to like wrap toilet paper around herself and sit on the <laughs> toilet and look yeah. distraught. Yep, she'll go to any length for humor, for a funny, yeah. 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 So she's she's like Miss Carol Burnett over yes, there. Yes, yeah, she was really What's fun to work with. Funny is we were, bo- we were trying to get both Ellie and Carrie involved in the shoot because either one of them I think could have played either role yeah, the mother right. yeah, or the professional yeah, yeah, yeah. woman but because we had one of them had a scheduling conflict yep, we yep. were having them both read for both parts yep. because they were both so good uh, we wanted to make sure we got them both involved but yeah. either one could have played either role uh, you know I have to say from a casting standpoint everybody was really top-notch everybody everybody job, I really right? have to say working mm-hmm. with each one of the actors uh, or actresses and actors they're really great and really right. smart and really sharp and um, professional. Yeah, I think we did a really great job. I mean, it just it shows um, the talent pool that's out there and yeah. really great people. Uh, every time on all our shoots, yeah. I think we always get top notch people. Yeah, Paige, Paige was the last person I clicked on to say, "Well, what the heck? Let's oh. send her Paige an audition." Hackworth. Yeah. Paige yep. Hackworth. She was the last person I went. Ah, what the heck? Yep. And, and she, she made was me the laugh. best. Yep, 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 yep. People kept yeah. telling us, oh, I have comedy background. Comedy, you don't need a comedy background. You need to play this seriously, and that's what will be funny about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And the Paige's dramatic reel is part of what sold me, mm-hmm. ah. is that she was so good at, at, at moting. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Emoting, looking, <laughs> looking distraught, yes. looking worried. <laughs> well, when I saw her audition, the first right out of the starting gate when I played it, I immediately busted out laughing when she started doing her uh, her like pantomimes and things like that. It was really funny. She's really great. They're all great. Oh my god. So our locations. Oh, so what was I think the biggest location problem we had was with Ballard Park and yep. that's what prompted our reshoot, reshoot yeah. day. Yeah, it was last weekend. Last weekend in March. And it was cold. Mm-hmm. It was gray outside, mm-hmm. which lighting wise isn't terrible as long as it's consistent. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But it was raining, and while we were eating lunch inside a pizzeria, it was snowing. snowing. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> the poor actress, you know, we didn't let her keep her parka. No. So she's sitting there freezing her butt off. Again, Paige Hackworth. <laughs> Paige Hackworth is a true. She was shaking. Her fingers are turning blue. Yeah, Not a complaint. Yeah, Not a yeah. complaint at all. I'm going to mail her hand warmers uh, as a gift. <laughs> you should. <laughs> but it was just such, I mean, the performances obviously were were top notch as you said yeah, they yep, yep. they had great stuff but why did you feel we needed the reshoot well the thing is all the other stuff we shot looked really great and and I'll be honest because of the we worked so hard to get this park location and I really just wanted to wrap this whole thing up and not let it continue on which it ultimately did <laughs> it's like you know what we're going to get this done we're going to Forge on, we're going to shoot in the rain, sleet, or snow. And we so, did. <laughs> I don't know if General Washington, you know, crossing the river in the rain, the sleet, and the snow, but I'm going to get those troops across the river. So I let us. T- 
I led us to uh, well, into the, the rain. Valley of Death yeah, Road, the 600. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? You guys all followed along just fine. And foolish, um, foolish thing. Nobody complained, <laughs> at least not in front of me, but maybe behind my. Oh, it was so bad. It was. It, it wasn't was... that bad. Well, you were running around, yeah, not so letting guess, anybody yeah. help you. Yeah, you you just... ran a 10k that day. I probably and yeah. yeah. If you so, had a yeah. Fitbit, it would have been like you have reached your 10,000 <laughs> step goal. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> One of the reasons it was, it was just like, I was script supervising, so it was a lot of standing there with a clipboard running things down, and you know, when you have so many people there to help, we had a great crew that day, and they were, there was enough people to do what they were doing, and they were doing it to learn it or to sharpen those skills, so trying to help them would just be in the way, so it was a lot of me trying to help somebody, but them not needing it, and then with you... At some point when we had the time constraints that you were trying to work against, it was like, I'll just do it. It'll be faster. I'll just do it. Well, sometimes it takes longer to explain something than it is just to run over, grab the grip head thingy, and run back and screw it onto the thing. It's, yeah. I think and, uh, part of it, too, is um, is to keep involving them. Yeah, yeah. Because then they get sedentary and they're just kind of standing it, and not paying yes, attention yep, and yep, everybody's yep, yep. kind of cold. But if you keep them moving around and alert, you probably get... But I pe- thought the, the Ballard Park day one, or uh, the first attempt at Ballard Park, I thought everybody was... I, I felt everybody was doing things. And right. I felt like all the departments were active and doing stuff. Um, but it was quite a contrast to uh, to wrap up the Ballard Park. It was just really cold. And the reason why we did the reshoot um, was essentially that the footage just looked dreary. I mean, the only way yeah. to describe it was dreary and colorless. And yet everything, everything else we had was very interesting and very colorful. Right. And they were great backdrops for our actors. And I... I felt like we owed it to our actors and us, for that matter, to I, I said to Roger, we need to shoot this again. The Ballard Park location, it could be better. Yeah, so, every time every time because we're, we're going to cut four locations yeah. together. And every yeah. time we go to that shot, it's going to be what happened here. And that's yeah, a distraction yeah. to the whole piece. Yeah. Mm. Is mm-hmm. that everybody keeps going? Like, what? What? What's wrong with these shots? What yep, did they do yep, exactly. here? And what was ironic about the whole thing? to reshoot the Ballard Park deal was probably the fastest it took to turn around what little crew we could get, the, the permit right. to lo- shoot on location. Re-permit. Um, re-get the actors back and get, and, and between Carl and Danny and getting, or not Danny, between Carl, Carl and Billy and getting them back. Um, it was funny. It was just like, okay, in four days we had the whole thing locked and ready to go and we were back out there with the production Prius. Yeah, we were saying that if it was that easy to lock things down, we'd be shooting a lot more <laughs> things. I think our problem is optimism and hope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because I, we yeah. continue to think things are going to work oh, out. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Don't what could go wrong? What could that. go wrong? Let's list the things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lovely Paige Hackworth and Billy Brannigan. Uh, they are sitting in a sunny park with, let's see, construction uh, oh, uh, hammering. hammering. Um, leaf, oh, blower. Sorry, leaf blower. Leaf uh, blower. The crosswalk ding-dong sound. Right. <laughs> Dump trucks going up the Dump road. Trucks, motorcycle. Oh, by the way, that's another thing, too. Don't shoot in a location that has, like, four streets surrounding it with traffic on a beautiful <laughs> Saturday because motorcyclists come out yeah. people want to bring out their cars with a big old you oh know, and the engine. kids at the playground kids at the playground however i want to be able to make sure that if we were going to go back to that location that we could clean up the audio 
And because uh, Roger's like, you know, is this going to be okay? Because we got, you know, the din of the traffic, the kids, you know, laughing in the playground. Yes, even on a rainy day, people bring their kids to the playground. Hideous. Uh, yeah, stupid people. God. They should just stay inside and play Minecraft or whatever the kids do. What your, so, your kid does. He just plays Minecraft. <laughs> so, uh, I believe it or not, with Adobe, I think it's called Sound Booth, I brought the footage in and I was able to... Um, draw a circle or the smudgy looking circle around the noise and say remove that and wow. it cleaned up the audio so unbelievably well and during one of Paige's takes there's this uh, 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 like somebody hit a horn oh. and I'm like shoot and you know I think it was a good take too and uh, through watching YouTube videos I learned how to basically remove the uh, horn honking <laughs> and it was so clean like I like an idiot like me was able to clean up the audio by watching one YouTube video and then applying what I learned to the no uh, the our sound and Good then God. I felt going into Ballard Park day you know two. take two or day two I found that more I was more confident saying you know we'll be able to clean this up God willing but uh, we will be able to clean it up. YouTube makes us all a genius. That's right. <laughs> I always say, thank God for the internet. Seriously, that's how I edit this thing. This segment of the podcast is sponsored by the Belvedere Cafe and Restaurant. Looking for the best Polish food in town? Then stop into the Belvedere in New Britain. Located on Broad Street, dinner and drinks in this upscale Polish eatery will take you back to the old country. Belvedere Cafe and Restaurant. Tell them Fade In sent you. What were like the rules when you got started? You told me about it. It's like no location yeah, shoot. Roger only broke, well, I, no multiple locations. No, no nighttime shoots. Test no all those, yeah. no uh, action, violent scenes. Explosions. No explosions. No gunplay. No cursing. No sex. children. No sex. <laughs> We've, I mean, we've kept to a couple of those. Yeah, the gunplay and sex, so there hasn't been any of our shoots yet, but. But there have no, been there was babies. In, uh, the other film that oh, never, yeah, there was never got made. Yeah, yes. Oh, yes. that's right. That's right. It never we saw the light gun. of day. That's yeah, yes. never, still, right, still waiting for that, that one. All right, strike that one off the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> gunplay. So I think uh, we're running out of time for your hard out at few, four. I have a few minutes. But I did want you guys, to, I wanted to talk about something with you guys. Um. Roger had posted on Facebook something from uh, Daryl Zanuck. 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 Yeah. Daryl Zanuck. Zanuck. <laughs> I'm looking at it right Unbelievable. Now. <laughs> I, I believe the guy's dead. He's probably turning over in his grave right now. Who is Daryl Zanuck? He was a studio head back in the golden age of For Hollywood. Fox, right? Fox Films? Oh. 20th Century Fox, I think. So. Made a lot of great movies. All right. Well, he... He has a quote that Roger Roger had posted on Facebook under uh, the photograph of you two gentlemen <laughs> watching intently the mm -hmm. monitor on the shoot. If two men on a job agree all the time, then one is useless. If they disagree all the time, then both are useless. Roger says, I think executive producer Dave Distinti and I found the right balance. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys feel about that? I think so. I mean, yeah. I, you know what? I I think we trust each other as far as our intuition and just our perspective on things and just how we approach things. I mean, I it's crazy. This is only a two minute, not even a, probably a minute long. Once this thing is cut together, we've probably spent more time talking on the phone and working out problems and 
we share a very similar work ethic, and it's uh, which is very important. So we we share the load of you know the the burden of, you know, you take care of this and I'll take care of that. We get stuff done, which is really important. Your your bumper sticker, Dave and Roger, they get shit done. <laughs> <laughs> I think on the set it's interesting too. It's yeah. because yeah. we just kind of we compromise on the fly. Yeah, yeah. About things because you know we try to work it all out. It's like we try to have hindsight yeah. as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we just kind of get square away everything we possibly can, and then invariably things are going to come up, and yeah. then we've got to start weighing options very quickly. Yeah. And I think we're both honest with each other yep, about yep. what we're what we want and what we're trying to get done and sometimes we overrule each other yeah (laughs) on the fly and and there's no it's not and there's nothing personal about it there's nothing it's just like i think we should do this i think we should do this and somebody's got to care about it enough right right feel solid about it enough to say nope we're gonna do this and then it's just like we're gonna go shoot in the park (laughs) (laughs) and i led the troops across the river we're doing it (laughs) but you know what if you if you feel that good about it then then we're with you you know but at a certain point say well we got to do this we got to do that somebody's somebody's got to take the lead you know yeah yesterday (laughs) i have to say was um we were yeah. literally running and gunning. Right, right. <laughs> well, you know what? I think because we had worked out, we had organized the yeah, shots to yeah. get shot essential shots first, yep, yep. most difficult shots first, get those in the bag, and then each shot after that was easier to set up and less important. Yeah. So yeah. as we kept moving, well, we had worked that out yeah. ahead of time. We yep. weren't guessing at yeah, what we were going to yep, do yep, next. Yep, we yep, knew what yep. we were going to do next, and we had already talked it all out. Yep. So it took the pressure off. I had storyboarded all the shots yep, for you yep. with my pathetic uh, no, draw, your drawing stick figures skills. were great. <laughs> Serial killer stick figures. Yes, <laughs> but I, I will say this, and I'll say this to our listening audience: the best thing to do is—I know it sounds ridiculous—but is make your storyboards or download them off the internet, and if even if they're stick figures, with your DP or your director, or if you're the director, what, whatever it is. If you have storyboards with simple stick figures, you immediately show whoever it is who needs to know what the shots are, whether it be DP, the cameraman, the crew, they know roughly what the shot is going to be. And Roger, your, your stick figures were fine. I knew exactly <laughs> what any point, like that's the back of the head. So, oh, it's an over-the-shoulder shot. It's this shot. With uh, Jason Klein's uh, um, scene number 76 workshop, his storyboards saved that shoot. So I cannot say the stick figure thing is so important to you out there for your DP, your crew, have storyboards. If you're an artist, great. But if you're just a stick figure kind of person, have them. Incredibly important. Let's see. So I want to thank our guests for being here, Dave and Roger. Thank you. We love having you guys in studio. And we're going to have Roger back on our next episode. He's just finding this out now. <laughs> okay. What? He's here. Calling We're going to talk speed about... Speed dialing my agent right now. <laughs> Are we doing this? Do you get a fee for that? No. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Speaking engagement fees. Um, <laughs> And we're going to be talking about uh, the writing process and some stuff we're working on now for Connecticut filmmakers. I also want to thank Baobab Tree Studios for having us here, the beautiful studios. Find us on YouTube and Facebook at Connecticut Filmmakers Workshop and on SoundCloud under Fade In Podcast, where you're listening to us right now. Thank you so much for listening. And our next episode will be out in a couple of weeks. So uh, stick around.
Exit music. Exit music. Exit music. Exit music. music. Exit music.